another struggle, another obstacle, another problem. Ain't no telling where I'm about to go. Ain't no telling what I'm about to do. But I don't need you telling me what I need to do or who I need to be. Just let me be free. Rate, subscribe, and share. Yay! <gasps> Ooh. Good morning, jesters. Just that's jesterians. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, Mr. Pickle. <clears throat> I hope every one of y'all are winning the motherfucking day. Yeah, yeah. Because it's a beautiful day. It's a warming. <clears throat> oh, <clears throat> hopefully it's going to start cooling down because it's been hot past couple days. Got my new mower yesterday. Now, check this. This mower came disassembled. Fine, perfect. I put it together. You know what this motor, this uh, mower did not come with? It did not come with any oil. Is that vain? Damn, that was a. Mm. <clears throat> Have any y'all ever had a mower come without any oil, like shipped with it? Obviously, they're not shipping oil in it, in the mower itself, but. You know, the package of was, you know, last last month it had uh, like a little plastic envelope of oil. Oh, these fucking pricks. Go fuck themselves, man. So now I have to go track down some oil. Not track down. I have to go get some, buy some oil and uh, cat food. I need cat food while I'm out today. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Mm. I've been thinking the past couple days about how how it used to be. You know, it used to be you had to learn or you die. You learn trapping. You learn shooting. You learn hunting skills. You learn. You grow better as a person because your knowledge base grows. The more you learn, the better off you are. Now, take that L off that word. Now, the more you earn the better you are. You don't need to learn shit. Survivability skills. Survival skills. You just need to earn. Until that day when you realize that you can't eat money. So... Uh, it needs to get back to the more, you, the more you learn, you have to learn to live. Now you have to earn to live. You used to have to learn, now you have to earn. Uh, when did that happen? When in, in history did that switch actually occur? Was it the modernization? Was it the Industrial Revolution? Or is it the uh, the Cyber Revolution? Revolution. It's it's up in the air. Who knows? <laughs> but all I know, man, life is good. We're all, we're all, we're all living, man. Every day that you're alive is a good fucking day. It's a day that you can change your future. Unless you like your future. And then just keep plugging along, man. Boom, boom, boom. Make shit happen. 
Fuck yeah, fuck yeah. Late this week, my schedule's been kind of uh, in disarray. Not really disarray, just this week has been odd because the missus has had the, is has this week off, so she's home, and it's just it throws my 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 system my schedule into disarray. Not so much disarray, just fluctuation. Which I guess will be disarray. Yes, it it just push it and it it's it's made me a little more on edge. Maybe, maybe that's maybe I don't know. Cause the other day, I don't know where the fuck it came from, but I just I had this wave of sadness just roll over me. I think that was the day my uncle may have that passed. I just this I just I was just depressed and sad for like a day. It was. Oh, it was horrid. I hated that shit. But luckily it's passed because man, all doom and glitch is horrible. We can't we can't live like that. No Jerry Bob. Let's uh let's get into the UFC. Let's see what kind of bullshit the UFC is trying to sell us. The UFC isn't trying to sell us anything. It's the up first. It's the UF of the sea that's selling that's trying to sell us bullshit. Let's see what NPR is trying to sell us today. Joe Biden is on his first overseas diplomatic trip as president. He will sit down with British Prime Minister Boris Johnson in Cornwall, England today. Biden spoke to US service members at an Air Force base in the UK yesterday and he said the military alliance between the two nations is critical. You are the essential part of what makes up this special relationship. Between Great Britain and the United States. NPR White House correspondent Asma Khalid is following this story. Hey, Asma. Hi there, Noel. How much of a relationship do Biden and Johnson really have? Well, I should say, you know, for decades, politicians have referred to the alliance between the United States and the United Kingdom as that so-called special relationship. And, well, that was a phrase actually coined by former British Prime Minister Winston Churchill to describe <coughs> the depth of the ties between these two countries. But there have been plenty of questions about just how special, or frankly not special, the personal relationship between Biden and Johnson might be. Uh, for one thing... It's... Well, it's not about personal. It shouldn't be, but you see, you got illegitimate Joe, who who's who's just he shouldn't fucking be in that any they'd be there anyway. Hmm. So this, like, I don't even know what this story is about. Like, I I I'm, I I have no idea. So we're just gonna listen for a minute. Biden opposed Brexit and Johnson championed it. And during the 2020 presidential campaign, Biden actually mocked Johnson. At one point, he referred to him as, quote, a physical and emotional clone of former President Donald Trump. Uh, you know, Johnson was seen as this embodiment of national. You know, if if some if Trump would have said something like that, oh, my God, you can't clone that to God. Oh, my God. You see, it's, it's a fucking game. Biden can say stupid shit like that. It doesn't make any goddamn sense. But they can get away with it because people have an agenda. The the media has a fucking agenda. They're all my fucking joints going out there. But uh, so they're just 
This is just to stir up emotion because what I don't I don't understand what the fuck this diplomatic trip is about. Most populist politics, who was quite chummy with former President Trump. You know, but that all being said, Johnson was quick to congratulate Biden after the November election, even at a time when his old pal Trump Joe was Biden. bitterly fighting the results of that election. And Biden's advisors say the two leaders have had a series of warm and constructive conversations leading up to this trip. Okay, so we'll see what happens when they meet in person. What are they going to talk about? Well, one thing that's important to Biden is the renewed tension in Northern Ireland after Brexit. Uh, the region is experiencing some of the worst strife that it's witnessed in years. And the backstory is that Northern Ireland is part of the UK and it has officially left the European Union, but the Republic of Ireland <coughs> remains part of the EU. So we'll talk about that's this my island. border that is supposed to be part of the arrangement. <coughs> Johnson wants a trade deal with the United States. Biden has warned that any trade deal between the United States and the United Kingdom would be contingent on keeping the peace in Ireland. I will say beyond trade, they both want to talk about climate change. That's fair. And they'll also be That's working fair. together at the G7 fair. to push for plans around a But again, we don't know the, the in-between yeah, line. What, what's so the in between administration the lines. is going to announce that it will be donating vaccines to other countries in the rest of the world. Whoa, 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 whoa. I heard, I, I, that's right. I heard in uh, my Twitter. I read my Twitter yesterday. That Joe Biden is going to purchase 90 million doses of the Pfizer vaccine and give them away. Where the fuck is this money coming from? Huh? You can't fix the infrastructure, but you can buy 90 million doses of this Pfizer vaccine at what? $300 a fucking dose? Go fuck yourself, man. Come on. Come on. That and for clarification, the three hundred dollar uh, a dose was just a guess. I have no idea what the price is, but I'm sure it's not cheap if the government's paying for it. And all your smoking accessories. Hey, all you jesters out there! I just wanted to give you a heads up that 42 degrees and sunny is now 71 degrees and cloudy. You can get all your glass, all your smoking accessories, everything you can get. Your sessions with the Jester t-shirt at 71 degrees and cloudy or at 710andcloudy.com that's 710andcloudy.com woohoo show them some love use code SWED10 to get 10% off your entire order that is awesome news now let's get back to the show vaccines with them? <laughs> well, not exactly. I'll say that it is to some degree right that we are going to get this big announcement. Um, the president has been saying that he would try to muster up support from wealthy countries at the G7 to help poor countries get enough COVID-19 vaccines. And his thinking is that if there is any way to stop the virus from mutating and spreading, there needs to be just a lot more vaccinations happening at a global level. And Biden has said that the U.S. would share its leftover supply for this bullshit vaccine, for this bullshit virus. Give me the fuck on. Do you know why nobody died from the flu last year? Because I'm sure they all had COVID. So they all died from COVID. That's why nobody died from the flu last year. Because it was all mismanaged, mis misleading numbers. People fucking lied, man. 
That's what this whole fucking thing has been. Just one big fucking lie. Lie on top of lie. And it compounds and it com compounds. And it, it just fucking keeps going. Enough is enough of this motherfucking madness, man. Jesus fucking Christ. And those have already begun going out. But today he'll announce that the U.S. is buying 500 million additional doses. They'll be delivered by June of 2022. So 500 million additional. COVAX, which works on vaccine distribution <laughs> in poorer countries. Uh, it is a lot, 500 million. Um, global health experts say that actually what's needed is 2 billion doses this so um you know a lot more vaccines are still needed. no that's not needed that explain to me why it's needed tell me why it's needed both been sending vaccines around the world and one of the big missions of biden's trip here is to galvanize like-minded democracies to counter uh specifically the growing power of china with some vaccine diplomacy. we're so fucking corrupt man it doesn't even fucking matter you're welcome go fuck yourself illegitimate joe yeah, that's why. Nobody wants to work with you because you're fucking illegitimate, dick licker. <laughs> Over more nice. than 10 years, environmental groups and indigenous groups have fought in court to prevent the construction of the Keystone XL pipeline. And now that plan has been canceled. The company behind the Keystone XL pipeline says it will not move forward with an effort to build a pipeline from Canada to the U.S. Gulf Coast. NPR's Jeff Brady has been Good. covering Keystone XL Good. almost from the beginning. Good morning, Jeff. Good morning. So, big news in your part of the world. How are opponents of this pipeline reacting? They're celebrating big time. I talked with Jane Klebb from the group Bold Nebraska, which started the campaign against the Keystone XL because landowners there didn't want the pipeline crossing their property. Also, there was concern it would threaten the Oglala Aquifer. Klebb says she spent a lot of time in a minivan going to rodeos, bars, and church basements trying to convince people to join her in stopping the pipeline. You know, in the early days, we were organizing, and every single person, you know, other than my family and the farmer whose land was going to be taken, told us that we were never going to win, that there's no way that you can battle a big corporation and actually win. Now, of well course, done. They well done. Way to never give up, man. She's experiencing all kinds of emotions. She's happy, of course, but also relieved that it's over and that the pipeline won't come through Nebraska. And for the oil industry, this is a big hit. How How is that industry responding? Has it said much? Yeah, uh, it's, this is a big loss. Um, if that pipeline had been built, it would have transported oil from Alberta down to the Gulf Coast for decades. Uh, this is a big loss. <laughs> Until it, it's not a big loss. TC Energy uh, said it would have generated... Imagine all the trucking jobs that were just saved by not building this pipeline. Imagine all the land that was saved... By not building this pipeline. Fuck this dude for saying it's a big loss. It's a big loss for whom? For whom is it a big loss? Go yourself, buddy. Thousands of jobs. Those are construction jobs mostly. Yeah, temporary. Temporary. Probably just about jobs. 50 permanent direct jobs. Only 50 permanent jobs. And one of the sticking points here was that the oil this pipeline was going to move was not the kind of oil that we normally think of, right? 
Right. It doesn't gush up out of the ground. It has to be mined. I visited one of those mines in Alberta, and it's just overwhelming. There are huge pits that look like the Grand Canyon, <laughs> and there's this heavy tar smell in the air. Some people actually call it tar sands oil. It has the consistency of Play-Doh, uh, so it needs extra processing to turn it into crude oil. Usually that's heat, which means producing this oil emits more greenhouse gases. That's why environmental groups focus their efforts on stopping this pipeline. They want that oil sands or tar sands crude left in the ground and scientists say doing that will be necessary to avoid the worst effects of climate change and jeff there are other fights okay again they're gonna throw it in there so i'm gonna throw it in there climate change is not affected by burning fossil fuels climate change is a goddamn constant cycle buddy come on come on yay rate subscribe and share yay over pipelines happening in this country. What does the end of Keystone XL mean for them? You know, uh, pipeline opponents, they're invigorated and emboldened by the Keystone XL decision. You know, the Dakota Access, it's moving oil out of North Dakota now. That was a big protest. Its future is uncertain because of court challenges that still haven't been resolved. And right now in Minnesota, there are protests around Enbridge's Line 3 <laughs> project that's under construction. A lot of those protesters are calling on President Biden to stop the Line 3 pipeline, just like he stopped the Keystone XL. And it looks like the legacy of the Keystone XL is going to be a lot more pipeline battles to come npr is jeff brady thanks so much jeff thank you that's what that's what npr wants big money big oil they're they're pro big money big oil on native american reservations people are dying inside of tribal jails run by the bureau of indian affairs here's what's happening a person is sent to jail for a minor infraction like having an open container in public or petty theft and days or even hours later the person is dead NPR and the Mountain West News Bureau have been investigating this as part of a member station partnership. NPR investigative correspondent Cheryl W. What's Thompson going on? is part of the team that's been but looking into what's going on. It's really on. not our affair. It's Cheryl. Indian affairs. I mean, it's... What is happening? They what did you find? It's, it's, well, my partner on this project, Nate... Why are we responsible? They don't, they don't follow our laws. Why are we trying to enforce theirs? He and I found Libertarian, baby. management and neglect in these tribal jails that led to the deaths of at least 19 men and women since 2016. Well, then there could these, these fucking communities should fucking step up and say, what the fuck is going on, man? We also found that you don't leave shit. You don't. Several detention centers the government is going to fix shit. They make shit worse. By not checking on inmates regularly or ensuring that they received medical care. And we found that one in five guards have not completed required basic training, which includes CPR and first aid and suicide prevention. Tell me more about these jails. Where are they located and what are they like? Sure. Well, these are often small jails in rural towns on reservations. There are about 77 of them around the country. Some of them are dilapidated. At one jail we visited on the Navajo Reservation in Arizona, there was broken plumbing and the drinking water um, was often brown. <coughs> and there was a leaky roof. The jail supervisor told us then that her staff uses buckets to catch the water. That's... Again, it's not on the government to fix. You don't ask the government to help you, man. They're only going to make shit worse for you. That community needs to stand the fuck up and say, what is going on? This is bullshit. This is absolute bullshit. And the United States government doesn't have a say 
over Indian reservations. Unfortunately, that's why they're Indian reservations. Because there's a long fucking messy history there. So this 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 is not for the U.S. government's concern. This is not the U.S. government's concern. And and well, the inmates who died there are everyday people, right? A grocery store butcher, a day laborer, transients, and we've seen the same pattern over and over. People who were intoxicated died, preventable deaths. Nineteen people since two thousand and sixteen. Did you talk to some of their families? What did you learn about these folks? Yeah, we did. Well, one of the victims was Carlos Yazi, and five Yazzie years, showed up at a jail on the Navajo Nation in two thousand seventeen. Medical attention. His blood yeah. alcohol content was nearly it's six still times impressive. the legal Not impressive, limit. But... but instead of taking him to a hospital, guards put him in this cramped isolation cell. And federal policy requires guards to check on inmates every 30 minutes but a medical examiner's report we obtained found that guards left Yazzie unmonitored for six hours um, and an autopsy concluded that he died from acute alcohol poisoning that's a condition easily treatable by medical professionals again uh, personal responsibility used to work this, this jail, and he believes Yazzie homeboy did that to himself guards followed policy Corrections officers are basically, you know, are holding these lives in, in their hands with their decisions, you know. This sounds egregious. How on earth does this keep happening? It's not egregious. People are people. People do stupid shit. Yay! Rate, subscribe, and share. Yay! Now, Native Americans are Native Americans. They have their own fucking laws, their own fucking rules that they all know. A Native American knows the laws of the land. They know what's right and what's wrong. It's on them. It's personal responsibility. Stop trying to take that away from people, man. Well, that's a great question for the BIA. What we do know is that people die for the same reasons. No doctors and nurses on site, poor training, jail staff breaking rules. And this has been happening, Noel, for almost two decades. In 2004, the Inspector General for the Interior Department called the BIA jails a national disgrace. And after months of us asking questions about the deaths, training and staffing at the jails, an official told us they plan to bring in an outside agency to examine the problems plaguing them. We'll see if that makes a difference. Cheryl W. Thompson, thank you. They did that 20 years ago? Thank you, Noel. Cheryl was joined in this Come investigation on. by reporter Nate Hedgie, who works for the Mountain West News Bureau. This is all part of a member station collaboration, <coughs> and their work was supported by the Pulitzer Center. Oh, this... This was a... Hmm... Let's review. Let's go back and let's let's see if we can't understand this a little better. If we can. The first one was just... Was a big story about nothing. Joe Biden went to UK to talk. We don't know what they're going to talk about. But they're going to talk. And it might be rough. It might be easy. Who knows what their relationship... Who the fuck cares? Who cares? We got shit we got to fucking worry about. Like, how the, fu how, how the fuck are we going to pay rent next month, man? That's what we got to worry about here. I don't give a fuck about what the UK and whatever the fuck the dude's name was, dude. Come on. This, 
it's not important enough for me to know. The second story was about the pipeline. Homeboy said it was a huge loss. A huge loss to whom? I mean, for real. Look at all the trucking jobs that it's going to save. They're talking about only 50 uh, jobs permanent. But they were going to take they're going to take all those other trucking jobs away. Just for those fit. No, come on. Let's try to be economically sound, not make the fucking rich, the wealthy wealthier. I mean, come on. It's not what this well, it kind of is what this fucking life is about. But we can change that because it's just a revolution, baby. If you're not laughing, you're not living. Fuck yeah, fuck yeah. Ow! <laughs> Someone got a little high. Not my fault. It's not my fault. It is. Personal responsibility, asshole. Okay, fine. I rolled that joint. I smoked a quarter of it. A third of it, maybe. I got a little lifted. I got a little medicated. Well, we're not gonna bitch. <laughs> Number one, it's not our concern. Those communities, if anything was done egregious, those communities should stand up and fight. And they would. Because they are passionate people. Everybody's, well, not everybody. Some people are just getting lazy. But it doesn't matter. They are passionate. And they are, they would take care of the shit if something was wrong. It's all about personal responsibility. Learn to take personal responsibility. Your life will get better. Be able to say, shit, my bad, man. I'm, I'm sorry. Shit, and learn from that. Don't ever do that shit again. Shit will get better, man. That, that's what life's all about. <clears throat> the third story was about how the... Uh, Native American police are are not taking proper care of their prisoners. Wow, why did I just feel like a fucking preacher? You're an asshole. <laughs> so let's go ahead and uh, let's see what space weather is for Thursday, June 10th. Good morning, Mr. Ben. Good morning. Good morning, Russell Brand. Nice video from last night. Normally something like this would go at the end of our morning shows, but we won't make Mr. Brand wait. Now, Russell, unless I've misgaged your acumen, you're starting to realize that astronomers jump around as much as politicians. The latest is the alleged mapping of dark matter, which, sir, absolutely did not happen. They still can't find it, don't know what it is, and are just seeing dust, plasma, gravity, and electromagnetic interactions. But as you realize, we need to question Einstein and open our minds. Don't take my word for it. Russell, we invite you to listen to the man who was at the center of the classified research on this topic decades ago. Uh, as a result, you have uh, several hundred uh, professors, graduate students that are working towards their PhDs, so on. Dr. Anthony Peratt. Pursuing dark matter without any, any knowledge of, of what it is. There's no missing matter at all. We just had a lot of experimental data that we could compare the simulations to uh, at energy densities that universities, graduate students, professors, associate professors, full professors, professors emeritus, 
simply did not have access to. Uh, we, we did. Uh, my gosh, the equipment that we that we burned up in the first millisecond of a nuclear explosion underground was just more than all of the universities in the world could could afford. They they, they simply can't afford that to lose that that kind of uh, that investment in, in high power, uh, sophisticated measuring equipment so so quickly and uh, plus you're you're working in an environment where uh, you're working with real world real world physics uh, not not the physics that you learn in textbooks you know that maybe uh, five years old 10 years old 200 years old this is this, this is real world stuff okay then how about we do the morning show shall we we're starting with our star at spaceweathernews.com and find the last day on the sun with multiple eruptions. The sun got a little CME happy yesterday, and while none are coming at Earth, they are gorgeous to watch and present the sort of ramp up in activity that will charge on the next few years. Watching some of those here, the gorgeous ones were over the northwestern limb at the now-departed active region. Nice plasma motion to the eruptions there. And after it waved goodbye from the horizon, a new clearing of the throat is seen on the incoming southeastern limb. Eyes open as that one's turning in to face Earth. Up next, we take a look at the atmosphere of a brown dwarf rotating rapidly. It took a tremendous scientific effort with the current best technology in the world to use that and basically find a chemtrail layer in the star's atmosphere is a bit of a deflationary punch to the intellectual gut. Same here. Cambridge scientists asked climate scientists around the world to use the same data set and reconstruct the last 2,000 years of temperature. It was a cacophony of nonsense. They're all over the place, with variations ranging from about one degree, which is most of all global warming, to three or four or more degrees. Turns out, the data can say whatever the scientists want it to say. Interesting. No matter what, however, the core foundations of forcing the atmosphere never change much. This one looking at sea surface temperature in the North Atlantic to control the Tibetan rainfall. This is, of course, highly interconnected with the North Atlantic Oscillation, which controls temperature and rainfall across much of the Northern Hemisphere. And that, folks, is one of the earthly oscillations most controlled by the sun. That part starts on page 113 of our textbook for those following along. The sun controls the North Atlantic Oscillation, which controls Tibetan rainfall. Now, last but not least, veteran observers at this point should be fighting disbelief over the number of recurrent Nova star systems they're discovering. This one was big, so big they originally classified it as a supernova. But as has been the case over and over, there's still the progenitor system left inside when they look, able to activate, excite, and go boom again someday. We greatly appreciate your support. We've got wind maps and shots of our star to close. Subscribe and we'll do this all again tomorrow. Right here, but right now, it's 5.30 a.m. in the new Valley of the Sun. Eyes open. No fear. Be safe, everyone. Eyes open. No fear. Be fucking safe, everyone. Hell yes. And I would like to apologize, because it was very disrespectful of me to be coughing whilst Mr. Ben was addressing the crowd. And I'm... Oh, I'm ashamed and embarrassed. I apologize. I try not... See? That fucking... See? That fucking word tried. I leave myself an out. I leave myself an out. There is no try. You either do or you do not. So we just... We will not. We do not. From here on out. 
we do not cough during Mr. Ben Davidson's presentation because that shit's fucking rude. Okay, now that we get that out the way, sorry Mr. Ben, and I'm sorry to you folks out there. But now it is time for a shout out to the Good News Network for the quote of the day. The past is a place of reference, not a place of residence. The past is a place of learning, not a place of living. Absolutely. We spoke a little bit about that earlier. The past is gone. There's nothing you can do about it. The future is yet to come. All we have is now. And that's a gift. Maybe that's why they call it the present. Worry about now. Live for today, but prepare for tomorrow. Don't forget about the past. Learn about the past. Don't reside in the past because that shit's gone. That's never going to happen again. Because you are going to learn from your mistakes. You're going to learn from your decisions that you have made. We are all 100% products of every decision we have ever made. Be a better version of yourself. Smoke weed every day. And 